of the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Today is Thursday, December 23rd, the day before Christmas Eve, and this is episode 136 of the Pineapple Couch with B-Rob. Merry Christmas to all our listeners, and Merry Early Christmas, I guess. Uh, We love you all, and we're very thankful to have you here. Uh, Episode 136 is going to be a banger of a podcast. We're going to be going through uh, the NFL Week 15. We just watched Thursday Night Football with the Titans and the 49ers. We're going to go who's real, who's not in this playoff picture, as well as giving out our Christmas list. So what do you want for Christmas? It may vary depending on who you are. But for me personally, I would love a Chargers Super Bowl. That is a that that's a vague one. We're gonna go into different ones of that, but stay tuned. You're gonna love it. Um, to do all this, we're in person here on the Pineapple Couch, episode one thirty six. I'm joined by Mr. Andrew Ratcliffe, the dude you see on the logo, Big Dog. Big Dog, how you doing? Merry Christmas, Pineapple Couch. Merry Christmas, America. Merry Christmas to America. It's good to have your voice back on these airwaves. We've been a little lazy lately. Uh, apologize to the listeners. And my brother, my own flesh and blood, Mr. John Robbins. How you doing, my friend? Bear down. What's good? It's great to be back on the actual couch. We are all on a couch right now, and Boogie, the dog, is he's going to fuck this up somehow, everyone. So if you're listening, at one point you're going to hear Boogie. But... Boogie is not what we're here to talk about today, ladies and gentlemen. We're here to talk about some motherfucking sports. And that's what we like to do here. We're men who love sports. We love gambling. We like lifting large weights. We like drinking beers. (laughs) That's what we do here on the Pineapple Couch, episode 136. So let's go through NFL Week 15. I think we should start with this Thursday night game where the uh, the Titans beat the 49ers 20-17. In a game where the 49ers absolutely dominated the first half and in a game where i felt like all of us going into this we thought like the 49ers were a much better team is that correct yeah everyone this week was pretty much picking the niners that they're back on like the super bowl run people were loving jimmy garoppolo giving a lot of love that's never a good sign what happened tonight Jimmy G Thursday night he virtually cussed. He I mean, cussed like, what, the 49ers. 230 yards passing, two picks, no touchdowns it's or one touchdown. Bad one touchdown, throws. two picks. They should have been winning 28 nothing at halftime. Jimmy Garoppolo like let me make this comparison for you guys. So, when I take Boogie on walks, Boogie is my dog. When he sees like a game of volleyball going on or a ball, he loses his fucking mind. And he has no idea how to be a dog on a walk anymore. And I feel like that's something that happens to Jimmy G. Two times a possession in big games and non-big games for 49ers where randomly he'll look like a great quarterback, but then he'll throw a couple balls on a possession where it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Have you ever played before? He started like 7 for 7 tonight. He started perfect. I mean, the first drive was great. Your boy Jeff Wilson got Jeff you Wilson. a fantasy touchdown. And then, I mean, he just threw two picks that were so bad. I don't know if it was miscommunication, but, I mean, it was thrown right to the other team and nobody was within five, six yards of the, the ball. And this is uh, the reason, like, I, I like to point out this Jimmy G shit is because I think the 49ers have the roster to really compete in January, February. I think you'd both agree. Um, I, I'll throw this at you both. Right now, if you are a 49ers fan and you, or someone who bet on the 49ers to win the Super Bowl, 
do well in the playoffs, yada, yada, yada. Who would you rather have as your quarterback? I'm going to give you a couple names. Would you rather have Jimmy G? Or would you rather have uh, Gardner Minshew? Jimmy G. (sighs) I mean, Jimmy G went to a Super Bowl. Okay. I'm just asking questions. But I really think Gardner Minshew gets the locker room going. And that's what I want for a Super Does Bowl. Jimmy I G want the, the I want the chemistry. I don't know if Jimmy G can get the locker room as hyped up as Gardner Minshew. And all you need is fire going into a Super Bowl. Yeah, and I think I mean when you look at the the 49ers formula or at least what it was a couple years ago to go to the Super Bowl, it's a dominant running game and a great defense. This year the running game's got fucked up by a bunch of covid and random injuries to most dirt and like probably there's number two and three running backs at the point where we're at jeff wilson and debo samuels a featured back um so let's end this 49ers titans discussion with this right now the the titans they clinched the playoffs they clinched the afc south or no they just clinched the playoffs yes they're in the playoffs with 10 and 5. Right now they're sitting at the 2 seed. Two questions for the both of you. Johnny, I'm going to start with you. Um right now, I think it's safe to say that we are assuming that the Titans in the first week of the playoffs are going to run out a team that doesn't have Derrick Henry on it because he is injured. But there is that lingering case that he might come back. So hold on to that. Right now, Johnny, the Titans without Derrick Henry, do you think they can win a game in the AFC playoffs? Right now, just to let you know, the teams in the AFC playoffs are Chiefs, Patriots, Titans, Bengals, Colts, Chargers, Bills. Can this Titans team without Derrick Henry win a playoff game? John Robbins. I think the only team in those where they would even have, <clears throat> like it would be somewhat close odds-wise, I think would be the Bengals. Okay. But, I, th- I mean, I think... I think the Titans could beat the Chargers, not you guys, in a get weird game like that where a typical yeah, Chargers, Chargers where we get fucked over. But I don't see them without – if they get King Henry back, I could see them Literally beating being the anyone, best team. like being disgusting, well, winning let the me, Super Bowl. Derrick Henry, they're let the second-best team. To both of you, you both can answer on the same mic, folks. We're dealing with in-person audio issues. If, let's say, I have a magic wand and Derrick Henry is back for the playoffs – would either of you take the Titans to win the AFC? I would really think about it. I'd think an AFC championship for sure. I mean, look at how is the Mike AFC Rabel the most underrated best coach thing Because NFL? the thing with the Titans is they just win stupid games. Like today every they should have been time, losing twenty one nothing and every time they have a crazy comeback and even without Derrick Henry, they beat a really good hot Niners team today. I mean I know it was yep. Thursday night, but they came back and the Titans I mean, they just went, and if you add Derrick Henry on top of that, I don't see what the Chiefs or the Patriots are doing that's that much crazier than what the Titans are doing. Definitely, if you add Derrick Henry back. Um, John, let's look at the some other games here in the week. Uh, the Saints shut out the Bucks on Sunday Night Football 9 to nothing. That was glorious. It was glorious for you for fantasy-wise because you're a man that was playing against Tom Brady. And Robert Gronkowski. Shout out to my boy Wilson. I'm so sorry. That was great. Brutal. Does this worry you about the Bucks at all, John? Or is this just a regular season game that you're like, eh, 
it shit happens. Well, Chris Godwin out for the year. They're going to get Mike Evans back, so they'll have still Fournette have... out for regular season, it looks like, too. Yes. So they're going to run out Ronald Jones? Ronald Jones, Antonio Brown, Scotty Miller, Gronk. I think if Cameron they have Brady. Antonio Brown, Gronk, Mike Evans, and Tom. Tom Brady has a game like this every single year. I know you said this. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure off camera or on camera, but... Just like Tom Brady has shits the bed like on national television on like a Monday night or Sunday mm-hmm. night game every year and everyone kind of freaks out, but he's still Tom Brady. He's mm-hmm. still gonna have all three, three, four good weapons. Like I'm not worried at all. I'd still favor them to win the uh, NFC. Yeah, and the Saints seem to weirdly like. I mean, people don't pay enough attention to this as I feel like they should with NFL teams. Division games fucking matter. When you play a team twice a year, you're practically building your team in some part to beat this team. For example, if you're the Chargers, a part of your team-building process is a way to beat the Chiefs. And that's the same shit if you're the New Orleans Saints against the Tampa Bay Bucks. And the Saints seem to have had Brady's number since he's come to Tampa Bay. Um, Speaking of Brady, let's go to his old team. This is like fucking four or five days ago. This is the Colts beating the Pats on Saturday Night Football. But I want to talk about this for two different reasons. How legit are the Colts, Andrew, with Carson Wentz? Because we know we love Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor's leading the league in rushing. He's having a fucking fantastic year. He had a great rookie year as well. He was a dominant college running back. This dude's a stud. But... Can you trust the Colts with Carson Wentz? So the problem is the Colts are one of those teams, kind of like the Vikings, kind of like the Chargers, where a lot of times, you know, they'll start off hot or they should be winning by a lot more points, and it looks like the game's in complete control. Mm-hmm. And then the second half happens, and somehow, I mean, the Patriots, they're winning 20 nothing, right? The we Colts. got through the 49ers into this category now, too. Exactly. <laughs> and, I mean, I think it was 20 nothing, and then there was a – I think I texted you. I was like, oh, my God, I think the Patriots are actually going to win yep. this game because there's a couple missed field goals and just things didn't go well. And they do. I just think that their second half adjust. I can't trust the Colts. I there's think Jonathan trust. Taylor's great and they have a good defense, but I can't trust him because even – I mean, the Patriots are coming off seven wins. They're due to have a bad game eventually. And, I mean, to be up 20 to nothing and almost choke mm-hmm. that at home. Yeah. It's not um, I'm going to go back to you with a question. Then I have a question for Johnny, though, about Jonathan Taylor and the Colts in general. What do you make of this Patriots game? Let's think about it. The Patriots, um, they had a bye week. Mac Jones beat the fucking Bills with three yard, with three, two or three passing completions. Yeah, Everyone's been crowning them. I'm just, I fucking hate the Patriots. I hope they fucking die and rot in fucking hell. I wish nothing but pain. I for think. Patriots fans, Andrew, I'm so I'm prefacing that with there is bias. There, if you're I a mean, Patriots I, fan, I, I fucking I, hate you. I think like eighty <laughs> percent of. Fuck, <laughs> hey, hey, if you're a Patriots fan listening to this right now, fuck you. Fuck you. He hates you because you're definitely not you from guys. Boston. You stupid piece of shit. Um, and, but Andrew, do we and Johnny too? Can we all settle the fuck down with Mac Jones? And, like, we all knew he was going to yeah, be I, a good quarterback or average quarterback in the NFL. But these people who are acting like, oh, I'd take him over Trevor Lawrence. Like, settle down. Put Trevor Lawrence in New England, and this is a fucking joke. Also, the Patriots have no chance in the playoffs if with Mac Jones. They don't. <laughs> they can't throw I, the ball. Think about the, like, look three it, times look one. Look game. it. Let's look at the AFC picture right now, guys. 
Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Patriots, oh, Mac Jones, nice. Titans, Ryan Tannehill, better than Mac Jones. Bengals, Joe Burrow, better than Mac Jones. Colts, Carson Wentz, worse than Mac Jones. Chargers, Justin Herbert, obviously better than Mac Jones. Bills, Josh Allen, obviously better than Mac Jones. They have the second worst quarterback in the AFC, and we're not going to look at the NFC, but we've been massively overrating the the Patriots through this win streak they've had because of Belichick and all these things that we think. Are you scared of them? I still am scared of them. I'm the, scared of the them, Chargers but I played hate the him. Patriots. And, like I agree, and I don't think like if yeah, if you put Trevor Lawrence where Mac Jones is, I don't think Mac Jones is that great. But Mac Jones doesn't make mistakes. Mac Jones, you know, he has bad passes every game, like four or five that he overthrows. But I think the Patriots' defense has been unbelievable this year. And at the end of the day, they have three or four running backs, and they can just they beat the Bills, who we think yeah. is a very good AFC contender and they threw the ball three times so I think that proves I mean if Mac Jones throws 15 passes and goes 10 of 15 Mac Jones doesn't matter it, it doesn't matter Mac Jones doesn't matter and I don't think it matters but it's a January football game I mean there was even a time when the Chargers beat the Bengals with Phil Rivers and I think Phil Rivers had three or four passes in the first it just doesn't matter it's just one football game yep. it's not about the season you gotta play to win yep yep so yep I'm afraid of the I'm afraid of the Patriots I'm afraid yes. of the Patriots because too, of their but I also hate them so much that I'm calling them frauds. Johnny, I'm coming to you with this question. So, we've been used to, in terms of the AFC playoffs, dealing with a team like the Titans, where they have this all-pro, all-world running back, right? Derrick Henry. And they're dealing with... They have Ryan Tannehill, who I think we think all think is serviceable, right? Yeah. How do you compare this to a Colts team, where they have this year, because Derrick Henry is out, the best running back in the NFL, Jonathan Taylor, Mm-hmm. With Carson Wentz, is how can you talk about what you think the drop off is between Ryan Tannehill and Carson Wentz, or do you think there is any? Because that's how we should look at this Colts team. I think that Carson Wentz, in moments at Carson Wentz highs, he's better than Ryan Tannehill's highs. But Carson Wentz always is at lows. Like he's. Like, he just makes so many dumb mistakes that Ryan Tannehill doesn't make when it comes to, like, Ryan Tannehill is just so much smarter than so Carson you're, Wentz. So you'd say, like, like Wentz has, Wentz has more potential. Yeah, but Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill is has a much higher, like, medium that consistently plays at, I would say. Uh, Wentz and Tannehill, I mean... Uh, yeah, they're basically like the same. I'm, but I think you could say that. Virtually... I trust Tannehill a lot more than Wentz. Am I crazy? I, I do trust him because he, because he doesn't make mistakes. And I think that's the same kind of case with like Mac Jones and things. Because yeah. I think he just minimize. Like, there's obviously higher ceiling with Carson Wentz and other quarterbacks, but not every team needs that. And if you have Derrick Henry, you don't need that. You need a game manager, and Ryan Tannehill has proven to be able to do that. I also think Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor are on two different levels. I yeah, think Jonathan yeah, I would, Taylor's amazing, but Derrick Henry's like the best running back I've seen since Adrian Peterson. Yeah, Johnny, I'm glad you brought that up. That was my next question. Is I really wanted to like we should actually establish that. Like he's because all these people so are comparing good. the two of them. Derrick Henry is maybe the best running like you you brought up Peterson. Derrick Henry is one of the best running backs in the history of football. Yeah. Jonathan Taylor has been great. It's awesome. But he's not let, an all-time let's, great. Let's like, let's settle down. Derrick Henry is still in the top five of rushing yards this year. That is That's true. That's insane. But <laughs> Derrick Henry's coming off a broken ankle, and we don't know. Yeah, but like I so mean, so right now, 
Yeah. Who would you rather have? I'd rather have Derrick Henry. If Derrick Henry can weeks, like but play, I, I mean, like, are we saying for this year? I'm or just for the saying, future? just for this year. So oh, like for, this, for this for year. this year, Jonathan Taylor. But yes, Derrick Henry is. But like, I, I like to think of Derrick Henry as some sort of Iron Man, you know, where he's the type of dude who can like LeBron esque, where he's just not going to get injuries, and hopefully this is a freak injury. Because how much would that like? We need to see him back. Every football fan loves Derrick Henry. How can you not? He's the old school, just breaking tackles. It's not just a catch, you know, Christian McCaffrey type player. He we got to bring this up. Physical, breaks tackles, runs through <laughs> you. He's 6'5", we're playing, stiff arms. Folks, we're playing a Madden season. Oh, my and, God. Uh, we got Johnny running Derrick Henry at running back, and he lays down the heaviest stiff arm in the history <laughs> of video games. And Derrick Henry's just a freak. And I know none of you care about our Madden games, but let me tell you, Derrick Henry. It was disgusting. Stiff arm and Madden. Seventy yard touchdown. All right, let's uh, go to something like I feel like we're all pretty happy right now, wouldn't you say? Very happy. Yeah. Can I like, jolly? Very jolly. Um. So the Chiefs beat the Chargers on Thursday night. That's gonna that's bring a down. Ter- what a jolly. terrible! That's like, a horrible segue. Why would you? That's do why that? I did that. Is I, was, I brought up so up. I was trying to so, move on from that. <laughs> I tried to watch to the Chargers all in because the jolly. Chiefs are now the number one seed in the AFC. Yeah, Chargers yeah. are sitting that's at great. six and eight and six. Um, they split the season series. The Chargers credit to them in a loss, I guess, because they have played the Chiefs tougher than any team this year. Every single time they play, Chiefs them, are tough. afraid. The Chiefs do. The Chiefs Chargers. That's not Nobody a game the Chiefs wants walk to in play. Very the fucking confident. Chargers. That's the end but, of what I've learned. But 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 let's talk about a few things in this game. Unfortunately, let's start with the Chiefs. They started off slow. The defense started to come along against a bunch of shitty teams, and everyone was talking about how great their defense is. But folks, that's not what it's about. It's about what you always thought it was fucking about. It's about Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyreek Hill. And the full brunt of that was laid on the Chargers, who are a good team, a contender in the AFC, I would say. But they got the full Chiefs experience with Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey. So, Andrew, I don't think the Chiefs were ever gone. But they're back, aren't they? They're... They're back. It's like a different kind of back. It's not the same explosive as explosiveness as like two years ago yet. Maybe they'll get to that point. Um, no excuses. Derwin James did not play the second half. That did show. I will say that. It really um, did. He's. I mean, let let me jump in really quickly on that. Please do. Joey Bosa is the best player on the Chargers defense. Derwin James is the most important. Derwin's the type of guy who you build your entire defense around. Johnny, we were talking about today earlier, Jamal Adams, how he's like a a strong safety who theoretically throw him at fucking linebacker. Derwin James has that aspect of Jamal Adams, like throw him at linebacker, but he's also great in coverage. Yeah. So losing him for the second half against Patrick Mahomes, Johnny, do you think that Ty, uh, that Travis Kelsey overtime play happens with the healthy Derwin James? I don't. Probably but not. No excuses. Derwin James, if you the think Chiefs, about it, is like the perfect guy. Chiefs to guard are fucking Travis good. Kelsey. Chiefs are really good, and they also didn't have Chris Jones, so and he's the best you know, player on their team. Chiefs were never. It, it came never down left. to they we all fourth down conversions. What do, what do we think about those? All right, I, I'll start this. Um, 
For so obviously I'm a diehard Chargers fan, and I've dealt with the lows of just the worst special teams you could possibly imagine. I'm talking Nate Kading setting the regular season field goal percentage for the greatest kicking season ever, and then missing three 20 to 30 yard field goals in the first game. So believe me, I like going for it because I've seen how field goals can fuck it up. I love the Brandon Staley uh, mantra of we're going to go for it in certain situations, or, or basically always. I think he needs to change that to certain situations, though. Like 75%, not 100%. Yeah, you got to be able to read. like. So I think he's kind of looking at it an analytics way of like, hey, if we do this every time, the percentage is going to be that, right? Yes. But when you get a fumble or a pick with 40 seconds left in the second quarter and you're basically handed an opportunity to score by Jesus Christ himself, you got to take the fucking points. Especially when you're kicking the ball back to them at halftime. There's uh, Jeff Robbins, my father. He, he likes to say this always. Because the, the 49ers in the 80s, four Super Bowls, Joe Montana, obviously goat type shit. Second goat. Dumb. Bill Walsh always said, you got to take the points. And at a certain level, when you're beating the shit out of the Chiefs in the first half, and you're up by six. Like you can't, you can't fucking deal with that. I get the aggressiveness, and you need to do it. But at a certain point, you need to realize that your team is—you're not the Detroit Lions. Sorry, Steven. You're not the fucking shitty team that needs to take every opportunity to get points that they can. You're a good team that can win and can get stops and can do stuff running the ball and throwing it. You got to take the points when you can. That's why you go into overtime with this shit is because you're treating your team like they're a bunch of preschoolers in a way. We don't trust them. Our team's good enough where shit, take the three points when you can. Trust your defense. You're a defensive guy. Like, and it's like, and we're not even saying like the first, first uh, we're, talk, we're talking about the one right before halftime. That one was just killer and it just switched momentum. Well, and especially all, dude, because. Also, if you do, if you fail two in a row, like, can you just take the field goal? At exactly, because I was gonna go to that. It's like the amount of times they're able to bounce back. Because the first quarter, it looked like I was like, oh shit, the Chiefs might win thirty-five to ten today, and then the because they were able to bounce back and they just played with energy. It was like I couldn't believe they had the lead, well, and then they could have just t- added the three points. And I know it's easy to say now, but it's like you went for like five times. You went for four times in the freaking end zone. There was a fumble one time. And every like time one the Chargers time, defense you can kick it. when it would go back would show you why you should take the and, points because like, they're holding them. And, and besides like last week, who have the Chiefs just blown out? No one. Offensively. Like Patrick, they haven't been the same. And like we made them look the same because the defense was so freaking gassed. Patrick Mahomes got a 32-yard scramble and it looked like he was running six miles an hour, but he outran everyone because everyone was so tired. It was brutal. It's time like it's times like these where it really kills me to say it, but holy fuck, Andy Reid is such a good coach. Yes, he is. He's a Hall of Famer. Genius. He's got his. Hall, he also has Tyree Hill. He got Super Bowl now with the Chiefs, but good for him. Fuck him now. Um, next game I want to talk about is uh, it was a weirder game. I think the Packers they beat the Ravens by what one? 
Was it like 31 yeah, 30? They went for two at the they end. They went for two and didn't get it. You had the Tyler Huntley led Ravens, who's been the most successful backup quarterback this year. He's been fun to watch. He looked very good. Because, especially when you look at the first time he started this year, he was dog shit. And he's come a long way to the point where it doesn't look like Lamar's going to play this weekend in fantasy. <laughs> so, like, fucking start him, potentially. Absolutely. I don't know. But as someone who hates the Ravens and hope they fail miserably i love that uh tyler huntley is getting these things but we're not here to talk about the ravens at first we're here to talk talk about the packers who i think right now are unequivocally the best team in the league and they have the mvp johnny yeah i mean they have the best record in the league now right Yep, 11-3. And and Aaron Rodgers leading the – yeah. I don't know. I would still see them <laughs> losing in the NFC Championship like they do every yep. single year to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year. Uh, Andrew, um, how badly do – all right, here's a quick segue because I try not to do this that much every episode. I'm going to do this really quickly. If you're a journalist, fuck you. I fucking hate you. You don't uphold democracy. You're a fucking fraud. I went to college with you. You're all money-hungry assholes. Suck my cock. NFL journalists, more than anything this year, do not want to give Aaron Rodgers the MVP. They do not want him to win the MVP. And the best thing is, he's probably he's, he's clearly their favorite. It's not close. There is nothing to like disprove it at this point. I mean, he's got the best record. He's Dude. been able to bounce back from a couple weeks. I mean, the Packers are eleven to three. Remember week one? Even <laughs> us, we were joke. guilty, Brian. You and I were guilty. Yeah, week I was one. guilty, but I didn't. I didn't start hating we, Aaron Rodgers because he didn't get a vaccine because I'm not a peasant. No, but week one, we're like, oh, my God, does this guy even care? Week two from now? Oh, my he's God. He's a goddamn machine. He's going to win. His, is this his third MVP? He should be. Yeah. He should win, and it shouldn't even be close. And the fact that you have to mention Jonathan Taylor is right Brady or Rodgers, and that's unreal. it. There's no one else. Dude, at this point, it's gotten to a point where – Tom Brady was shut out on Sunday Night Football last week, nine to nothing, and there's people on TV saying how he should be the MVP over Aaron Rodgers because they hate him so get... much, and it's just funny. I just I, I, I like to point that stupid shit out. Um, next thing I want to talk about is uh, the fraud Cardinals. You're <laughs> frauds. We always knew you were. Lions take it down. Shout out the Goffster. I love you, Jared Goff. I always will. Um, so your only backup, Jared. Obviously, we don't have uh, much to talk about the Lions, except congratulations to the Goffster. But <laughs> Goffster. The Goffster. We knew that this Cardinals team was fake. This is, and I mean, but they're still like, what? They're ten and four. So people who are listening to this might be like, "You're a fucking idiot." The Cardinals aren't fake. But it's like, okay, DeAndre Hopkins is hurt now. Kyler Murray is banged what? up and when he's banged up what does he do not as well what, as he did in october yeah what nba player you compare uh um kyler murray to just banged up all like anthony davis like just 
Let, let's yeah. see yeah. it when you stay I think healthy. Harris is always injured. Kyler Murray doesn't thing. really miss games, though, does he? Yeah, he missed three, four games this year. Yeah, oh, he damn. missed a month. I had him on fantasy. But he had COVID, so that's a little, I think. But, like, Kyler Murray's the type of guy who where he's, he, yes, he is so electric and he's so fast. He's the ultimate dream for, like, a Madden-type quarterback when you're playing, like, a video game. He's fragile. He's not as big as Russell Wilson. He's not as big as Dak Prescott. He doesn't have, like, Josh Allen, like, these mo- – like, he's not like that. And it just seems year after year he's just going to get hurt and play in your dome. I, Brian, I do you trust Cardinals or the Cowboys more? Cowboys because Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Kyler Murray, and it's Ooh. not close. Hmm. Enjoy your regular season hmm. fantasy points, Kyler hmm. Murray. I trust Dak hmm. Prescott way more. Those Tell me why impressive. I'm wrong. Tell those, me wh- those Octobers are so impressive. I just think he's like hurt and he's kind of always in a bandage and he's never the same. That's why they're not. Also, he Do took like I'm three crazy weeks for off. Saying I trust I Dak think, more. No, I don't think you're I think, crazy. No, I, I think, think people, the, Cowboys are the general population but, would say I'm fucking crazy. But like, put trusting Kyler, Dak more okay, than Kyler. Put Kyler and the Cowboys and Dak on the Cardinals. Is there a difference? Same shit to me. What do you think, Johnny? Right? I think that is Kyler Murray would get better. Uh, really? Would I you think, think Kyler Murray's Dak's better than Dak. I think holding I, the Cowboys K- back. Kyler's ceiling's higher than Dak's. But you have the durability thing, like as of now. I know Dak broke his ankle last year, but it was a freak injury. It was a freak I injury. Mean, I mean, he's I'm not more, as banged up as Kyler I think that Murray. it's a it's definitely a conversation. Do you trust Cliff Kingsbury or Mike McCarthy more? I mean Cliff Kingsbury because Mike McCarthy. I don't think he knows that. Mike McCarthy has shoes. a Super Bowl. Mike McCarthy's an idiot. Mike, Mike McCarthy has a Super Bowl because of Aaron Rodgers, but he Rogers. has a Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I don't care though. Mike McCarthy is just eating cheese and like fucking drinking beer all day. Probably he's a pedophile. <laughs> Probably he's a pedophile. Coaches Dak Prescott. <laughs> um, all right, folks. Yeah, I trust the Cowboys too. That is the NFL segment to start off this pod. We will be right back after these short messages, which none of them exist. So enjoy this like two second music spot. All right, we're back here on the Pineapple Couch, episode 136. What do you want for Christmas? Well, I want a lot of things. First of all, I'd love a Chargers Super Bowl. But that's not the point of this segment here today, folks. We're going to go through our Christmas wish lists in terms of sports. Because, you know, that's how we that's how we Neanderthals think. I'm going to start with one. And I'm going to throw this one to Johnny. Because it's going to affect him as much as it's going to affect me, honestly. Uh, Clay Thompson to come back at full strength is my number one Christmas wish list. Uh, in terms of the NBA season for this upcoming year, the Warriors are off to a very, very hot, hot start. Draymond looking like a Defensive Player of the Year candidate, MVP candidate, Steph Curry. Uh, if Clay comes at full strength, I think this team is a absolute unit that should be thought of as a serious finals contender. Feared. Right? Mm-hmm. They should be feared right yeah. now. And Clay's pissed off. Number seventy. I think it's actually criminal that Anthony Davis was put on the top seventy-five team over Clay Thompson. That's that's fucking ridiculous. Like it's just absurd. So uh, number one Christmas wish, Clay Thompson. I mean, 
who doesn't like Clay Thompson? Andrew, you like Clay Thompson? Clay Thompson lives in the same city that, uh, or he was born in the same city that I currently live in, Rancho Santa Margarita, hometown yep. hero. Shout out to RSM. Uh, Johnny, <laughs> give me a sports Christmas wish list item. Um, so this first one's to build off what we were talking about earlier. It's just for Derrick Henry to come back in time for the playoffs. See that King Henry magic truck some motherfuckers, give him a stiff arm. What if it's the That's what I want for Christmas. Well, it won't be. Anyone but the Chargers, Christmas. but how electric would it, would it be to be see Derrick Henry win the Titans single-handedly a playoff game? Go on That's a run. He could do it if anyone can. King Henry can. Andrew, give us a Christmas wish list. I just want things for once to go right for the San Diego Padres. They they've made moves, they've done things. I just they feel I feel like they've done the right things most of the time. And I just want them to get over the hump. Just to get in the playoffs. Not I mean they were supposed to win ninety five games last year. Mm-hmm. They finished under five hundred. Just I just want things to go right for the San Diego Padres. One time. Once in my lifetime. That's it. That would be nice, wouldn't it? It would be so nice. So Santa, San Diego Padres. And get on that with the Super Bowl for the Chargers as well. Um, the next Christmas wish list thing I have is, uh, we talked about this a little bit, but I my Christmas wish is the Patriots, I, I hope they do not win a playoff game. I obviously hope they do not win the AFC East. I dealt my entire life. With the Patriots beating the Chargers in the playoffs, being the kings of the AFC. And at a certain point, Big Dog, Andrew and I, were, we were just talking about this. It got to a certain point with Tom Brady where it was like, holy fucking shit. This dude is a god. I might as well just respect it. And like, you know what? It's He's easy to Jesus. root for now. He's Jesus. This new coming with Mac Jones and... Fuck the Patriots. Fuck them. No. Boom. I want nothing. <laughs> you threw three times, it's not that cool anymore. Like, you just have a good coach in defense. It's it's not the same. It's not. It, 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 I, I look like a fool sometimes on this podcast for my takes, and I am very comfortable with living that. I am pretty confident that this Mac Jones Patriots – in the playoffs, despite that they have Bill Belichick and all that shit, I don't think he's enough to beat most of these AFC playoff teams. The legit ones. Like, yeah, I think you can get away with in the weird game against the Bills on Monday Night Football in Week 11 beat them. You don't think they could beat the Chiefs? I don't think the Patriots... No. I, uh, no, I no don't. Way. I don't think they could beat the Bills in the playoffs. I think the Bills are going to beat the breaks off the Patriots this weekend. I just, it's weird to a team three times a year. So, I mean. Yeah. But it's easy Especially with a coach like Bill I, I don't want to overhype the Patriots because I don't think they're that good. But I just think the AFC is so wide open this year because nobody's really clicked. That I'm really that afraid of. Yeah. Um, defense and a good running game and no mistakes. And the defense, or the Patriots do not make mistakes. Yeah, and that fucking sucks because... The Chargers make a fuck ton of mistakes, and that's just what we fucking deal with. Uh, Johnny, throw one at us. All right, I'm going to go with Nikola Jokic wins a championship in his career. That's what I'm going to wish for. I I like that for uh, one main reason is he is one of the most underrated players 
or he's certainly maybe the most underrated MVP in a long fucking time because right now if you look at the uh, MVP odds, it's Durant and Curry. Curry Durant probably actually is how it is. But if you looked is, at the advanced stats, it's Jokic. Who Jokic should, should be, be the MVP right now. Yeah, like he is just spectacular. But what he's dealing with with the Nuggets this year is it's no walk in the park. He's obviously got Jamal Murray out for most of the year with the injury he sustained last year. And then the Nuggets, it's hard to get on him for this, but they signed Michael Porter Jr. to this massive contract after his rookie deal, and he immediately has these back problems. Which Which he's had forever. Which he's had forever, but also, can you think of a more disturbing thing as a front office or a fan to hear that your player has back problems? That sounds like a 40-year-old man injury. Hey, Andrew, jump in here. Like, back problems for Michael Porter Jr.? That's fucking sketchy. That's been going on for a long... But, however... Didn't Joel Embiid have – he has back problems. Yeah, but it's like but we're Michael talking Porter's Michael Porter Jr. Embiid, was supposed obviously. to be the number one overall pick in the draft without question. Michael Porter Jr. was the best high school player I've ever seen on video. Like He was so, way better than Zion. Yeah, the and back so injuries the injury concerns dropped him to 14 and in the draft. still making you question him today. Yeah. I'm worried about the back problems. I would be worried – like, I mean, this is just the thing if you're the Nuggets – and this is, I mean, this is also a problem, Johnny, of, like, the current NBA era we're in where it's so player-friendly that, like, you have to, like, kiss a player's ass with every aspect of everything. Where you have a guy like Michael Porter Jr., who obviously has shown the talent, right? He's shown the upside. But where you're basically, as an organization, forced to pay him $150 fucking million before you have to. Because the the Nuggets didn't need to sign Porter to this extension yet, but that's the player empowerment era they did, and now they owe this guy over, like what plus one hundred seventy million dollars, maybe probably more. When theoretically, I don't want this to happen, but a back injury is fucking scary, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's been a huge concern since he's been drafted. And like you said before, that's why he slipped so far. He would have been, I don't think people understand, he would have been unanimous number one. Like, he was so good. I mean, yeah, we were hearing school. about this guy for years. Dude, he was so good. Like, he was, I think he was better than LeBron in high school. Like, his highlights are just stupid. Like, he could, I don't know. I understand why they signed him to the money because. He would leave if they didn't, and someone yeah. else would pay him. Like, the fucking Kings would pay him Anyone $150 pay million him. Dollars in, in a heartbeat. So, like, you can't just let him walk because he is – he does have super – like, he. if everything goes his way, I could see him being, like, a top 10 player in the league. Yeah, well, that's that was the reason why the Nuggets signed him to that extension. Yeah, exactly. Know? Yeah, and, folks, if you hear any uh, – some knocks or some – some some thuds potentially. We're in the middle of a rainstorm here in San Clemente. <laughs> We're in the garage recording this pineapple couch for you guys. Um, I'll go with my next uh, Christmas wish. Uh, I really like the Lakers season is falling to shit, which makes me feel They're very great. They're sixteen and seventeen under five hundred. Under five hundred. They 500. lost the last game in Staples Center. Oldest team in the fucking Fact. history of the league. I don't know if that's true, but they're definitely up there. 
Uh, what I want for Christmas is I was going to wish for the Lakers to turn on Russell Westbrook and want to trade him, but that's a given. That's already happening. I don't even need to wish for that. I want to see LeBron start taking some shots at Anthony Davis for being a big old pussy. <laughs> the dude's always happen? hurt. He's uh, always hurt. He's always making excuses. They need more drama. He is clearly a Robin. I mean, Andrew, Andrew, wouldn't you like to see LeBron stir this pot? I love That's LeBron what he does. Drummond. I love especially when he like criticizes other players and when he wants His to trade other players and becomes a general manager. Um, I hope he trades Russell Westbrook. I hope he trades Anthony Davis. I want to see a brand new Lakers team and still lose. Yeah. Um, Johnny, is there any pathway out of this Russell Westbrook contract? Because I don't think there is. You said earlier, what if they trade for John Wall and send him back to the Rockets? That would be really funny. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, but like, you have to find a player with just such a massive contract, right, so to like, match it up. Series, so there's only a couple guys. Michael Porter Jr.? On, <laughs> no. One. They wouldn't do that. The it, Nuggets would honestly, say hell no. Honestly, though, on a serious note, I think the Rockets-John Wall thing. That's the most, like, only even like thing realistic. I can think of. <laughs> like, who what else is... are you going to do? Who Imagine wants that. Russell Westbrook? Russell comes back. Who wants – the only type of team that it's should want a Russell Westbrook type is, like, an Orlando Magic or a team that is just destined to, like, want to be, like, an eight seed or, like, make the play-in tournament. What, like, did the Magic even have, like, any – $45 like, million magic, dollar you contract You have Cole players. Anthony. You have all these people. Like, why the fuck? Yeah, that, that would be sucks. stupid. Like, I think Russell Westbrook's a black hole. And I think Le- if they the trade The fact him, that LeBron traded all, like. How Johnny, did he see that? How did he think it was a good idea? How did that happen? If the Lakers didn't get Westbrook, John, wouldn't they have Caruso probably? Dude, Caruso would be so much better on this team. LeBron, dude, you don't need a point guard when you have fucking LeBron James. LeBron <laughs> James is your guard. point guard. Like, Jesus. When the Lakers, Especially when they can't shoot. How dumb are you? When the Lakers won the title, they had the number one defense in the NBA. And they just decided to get rid of KCP, who, say what you want about him, great defender. And they decided to get rid of Alex Caruso, say what you want about him, which you shouldn't be able to say anything because Alex Caruso is a goddamn legend. But he's a great defender. Look what the Bulls are doing. And I just love watching LeBron shoot himself in the fucking foot because he's a fucking piece of shit communist. <laughs> Queen James. Queen Merry James? Christmas, Fuck Queen James. He's like Czar James. Or Chairman James. <laughs> yeah, Chairman, Chairman James. Mao James. Yeah. LeBron James loves Mao. Adolf James. Adolf James. Uh, James Stalin. All of the above. <laughs> Johnny, give me a Christmas wish. Um, my Christmas wish is going to be that the Giants don't just suck again. Because Buster Posey retired. Kevin Gosman went to the Blue Jays, I think. We might not get Chris Bryant. Mm-hmm. Brandon Crawford kind of had a over-exceeding year hey. when it comes to hitting-wise no. compared to every other year of his career. I just it's all don't, Joey Bart. I just don't want to be Logan Webb, Joey again. Bart. I I was I this hundred seven wins rough for you when you were expected to win seventy five wins. Andrew, it was Andrew, really Andrew, nice, Andrew, but Andrew, I think Andrew, we're. Andrew, I don't want to win seventy games, guys. Guys, I'm standing that's up right really now. Pineapple couch thirty two games over your projection. <laughs> yeah, but that's not gonna happen again. Logan Webb, Joey Bart. I've been waiting for Joey Bart yeah, since Joey I was in Bart. seventh grade. I feel like you know Joey Bart's got a lot. Logan Webb's gonna be the Cy Young winner next year. 
Brandon Crawford MVP, oh. obviously. <laughs> Logan oh. Webb, Cy Young. Wow. I don't think either of those things will happen. What are the odds? The Giants won 107 games good. this year. You never know. I just wouldn't under like. I think that the Posey loss that's is gonna just, that's it's massive, crushing. It's, it's a different massive. team now. That it's era complete, is completely over. But Be but strong. you're right. You're it's right. Over. You're right. You're right. Gabe Kapler has given us a lot to believe in. Come on, Brian. You're hitting me with the Gabe Kapler. Yeah, I believe am. in Gabe I because they know. went 37 the games over their over under this year. And I, that dude knows what he's fucking doing. And you know what, Johnny? He's handsome. That was Sue so me. gay. <laughs> and, I, and I don't like him, and I think he's gay. Yeah, I, but he I knows know. what he's, he's doing. He's such like a metrosexual. It makes me feel uncomfortable. And he's perfect for San Francisco. I miss Boach. I am 100% in with Gabe Kapler after this year. I don't know how you could not be. No, I am. I'm just – that's my Christmas wish is that I don't – I want to continue it. All right, all right. That all was right. my wish because I right. have my concerns. I respect that. I'll, I'll throw a Christmas wish list at you. Um, can the NFL learn something for me? No. They won't, they obviously, because Roger Goodell's a Goodell fucking bot. Muppet. I watch football. Every week. And this is the fucking highlight of my week every Sunday. If I get another five weeks of watching seven games at 10 a.m. and three at one, I'm going to fucking kill myself. (laughs) I can't fucking handle this. If the Bears play on primetime again the next five weeks and you don't flex the Bears out of a goddamn primetime game, we are in trouble, NFL. How? How How? do I have to see Justin Fields three times in the last four weeks on Mondays, Sunday nights, Thursdays? I've seen this guy so many times. I don't know why. How every year does it get to a point where it's like, yeah, the 10 a.m. games, there's going to be nine of them, but there's just going to be three of the 1 a.m. Game, of the 1 p.m. games. Why does it happen every year? I don't give a fuck about the fucking like, oh, the players have to fly on planes. It's different time zones. They're flying on it's private two hours. jets. Make it three hours later. Millions of dollars. <laughs> this is fucking me because it fucks my touchdown parlays, if we're being honest. <laughs> Because there's too many games in the opening window, and I like to sim- like get it down to like four to five players, in a- one in each game. I can't do that if it's nine, nine games nine and three games. Right. Then I have to bet like that Mark Andrews and Devontae Freeman are going to score in a Ravens game, and that's never going to happen. <laughs> never. Horrible odds. I tried that once or twice this year. Um, so that's a that's a Christmas wish list for me. Uh, Andrew, do you got one for us? So the Chargers next year have the most cap space in the NFL. They're on the fringe of being very good, I would say. Best quarterback I, I would in the like NFL. some big moves there, and if if that's a you know a trade for Khalil Mack, because the Bears are shifting directions, if that's to sign Devontae Adams, Devontae, wow, um, I mean I want maybe Devontae. you get Khalil Mack, Brandon Cooks, stuff like that. Maybe you get both Devontae Adams and Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack is Andrew, what I want. Uh, I want defense. I want, I want defense. Adams. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm I don't want to Mike sure. Williams. I don't want to pay Mike Williams. We're not pay, we don't have to pay Mike Williams. Pay we're, Mike. We're get, De- Devontae Adams. No, we can get Brandon Cooks for cheap. And we I get, like we, we can get like Yeah, Mike Williams who gets two receivers. catches a game. And, and they're like billion dollars. Yard what losses. are we going to do? Mike Williams is going to go off the rest this year to get his contract for somebody else. He's going to with the Washington football team. What? I don't want to lose Mike. Well, if I get Devontae Adams, goodbye, Mike. It's That's fucked. Mike... 
he's too hot and cold. He's too hot and cold. We're going to get Khalil Mack, and and then we get Brandon Cooks and a couple other receivers with Keenan, and we pair him up. We draft a tight end. We're ready to roll. I want them to spend their cap space wisely. Because Justin Herbert was going to get paid two, three years. This is the time to go 150% in. Yeah, I think, well, the level that Herbert's at, if you're the Chargers, you need to be going all the fuck in. That's why I think it's not out of the question to be like, go get fucking Khalil Mack. Go get Devontae Adams. Go get, get a Brandon Cooks. Get it. Surround. Pull the Rams right now. Yeah, it. and it's it, now is not the time as much as like I think we like Mike Williams and what he can show. No. I'm not trying to give Mike Williams $100 million when he hasn't proven it. If I he can pay, hasn't. He's shown flashes. There's no consistency to Mike Williams at all. All. And he, he is injury prone. He has back issues, too, like MPJ. Oh, yeah. Mike so it's like, fucking take a chance. I'm not going to pay Mike Williams like he's a fucking wide receiver one because he shows flashes of it. Because most of the time, if we're being real, he plays like a wide receiver three. He's non-existent in games. And then there, there was a when they played the Giants, he was the wide receiver number one because a lot of people were out because of COVID, and he was He's nothing. so easily Just taken nothing. out of a game plan. The only time he's good is when Herbert throws a 60-yard bomb and he catches it, and his stats look great because he'll have like yeah. eight, five, six catches for 45, 50 yards, and then he'll have a big drop. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he'll have big catches. Yeah. Johnny. It's not worth it. Throw a Christmas list wish at me. All right. My next one is for next NFL season, Josh Allen. Wins MVP. So you're you're forfeiting this season. I think it's his Aaron Rodgers. Why wouldn't year. you want Justin Herbert to win next year? Oh, I do, but I feel like that was just such like just a generic. But you just Josh Allen. You just chose Josh Allen. I I'm like just, Josh I'm just Allen. You a little bit about your We love the stallion here yeah, on the just, pineapple. Yeah. yeah. Don't get well, I didn't know I had to be revolved around my team. No, you don't. I'm just Christmas questioning you. I'm just gonna think about. When you say Charger things next time. That's so uncalled for. We got some like conflict right now. Johnny, um, <laughs> let's specifically talk about <laughs> that Josh Allen thing. Let's dive into that, the three of us, actually. Because Josh Allen was my pick for MVP this year. I have a Bills-Bucks uh, Super Bowl. That's what I picked. Obviously, some things have gone south for the Bucks this year. I really wouldn't put any of it. On Josh Allen, they have no all. run game at all. They have no run. That stole the words right out of my mouth. So if you're the Bills and you're rebuilding, let's just—I mean, I think the like I think if you told me that in three months from now the Bills won the Super Bowl, I wouldn't be stunned. I think they have the talent, but how would you build that offense around Josh Allen? I think you would obviously have to go deep into that running game, right? Yeah, is their O line bad? I honestly don't even they know. They have a good O line. They have they a good O line. I mean, yeah. just how do you expect to win when you literally don't run and then you have like four or five QB design runs against the Buccaneers? And you're the second best champion. Like, it's, who it's, are their wide like, receivers? Dude, I don't care. I mean, I mean, the Chargers run Josh. I mean, so many teams have three or four running backs, especially with like COVID now. It's like you can find a way to get two, three yards and just throw them off for a second. It's like, how did you think that was a good idea well, to do that against a Buccaneers Singletary defense? Singletary isn't a scrub. Singletary's not bad. How did you not run against the Buccaneers? They just won the Super Bowl. I just has that ever been done? Like it, and we. I mean, we literally just saw the Patriots win a game where they run. 50 times. Is it a cockiness then, from uh, that Bills offensive coordinator, Brian DeBoley, 
who like last year got a lot of like I just don't understand how it just becomes. It so doesn't matter weird. who your quarterback is. You have you, to run the you ball. You have to run the ball. You just have to do a couple. Ask play Peyton actions. Manning in some of those years where it didn't go well for the Colts, where he was like literally a perfect quarterback. But it's like shit. You don't run the ball and you don't have defense. Like you need that. You fucking need that. So it's like they have to the just. Bills, they have to develop that, and they can easily. And I mean, dude, they were an AFC. They're the type of team that shot. if they have AFC like home field advantage at any point. You're in fucking Buffalo in January. You need the if you're yeah. the Bills, it's going to be tough to have to throw a him. running game outside of your fucking quarterback. And, and you remember your the quarterback's a goddamn stud. But when the Patriots ran it fifty times against him, remember the, the weather wasn't too good in Buffalo that day. Yeah, and that's exactly what it's going to be in January. It's going to be something like that. You got to figure it out, and you can't just do QB runs. We hold our breath every time Justin Herbert runs the ball, and it's like it's like how the hell. I mean, they have and designed runs, the and they have they like, like eight or nine. Yes. It's still terrifying. I just I run the ball. Run the damn ball. Run the damn ball. Um, I got one more Christmas wish before we wrap up. I think Johnny's got one more, too. No? You're Johnny. You're wrapped up? All right. Andrew, you got any more? Yeah. Andrew's got one more. We'll go back-to-back here. Me with uh, Andrew to end this. Um. This is a Christmas wish, but this is also what you would describe as a demand. Dude, NBA, what are you doing? Shorten the fucking season and start it on Christmas. No one gives a flying fuck about you at this point. It's such a terrible time because NFL Dude, and college I just don't care. Starts. And nobody cares, and it's unbelievable, especially because, like... Uh, the COVID, it's like, oh... They played for... I mean, they just played so consistently, their season was extended, and it just felt like the offseason was shorter. Even if it wasn't, it just felt like the NBA was ongoing forever. And start on Christmas. I mean, if you're going to shorten the seasons, so just start two months later, then. Just do that, if that's what you want to do. I don't know if that's the right thing yeah, to do. Yeah, I mean, I think but... they should go to, like, 60... What, Johnny? Like, 64 games? Yeah, it's like on Christmas. Just, What's it in 2K? The options like it's like 58. Yeah. I think might be the the option they Something have in 2K. Like that. I just like I don't know. I know there are certain people who, as soon as their team starts playing in the NBA, they're locked in. And I'm not gonna act like when I'm home, I watch every Warriors game that I can. Like you know, it's sports on TV. Just, I don't give a flying fuck. I don't give a flying fuck. When the NFL is going on. And I think that there is an element. That the NBA has just let itself get to this point. With their long seasons. Where when they're resting players. Or whether it's COVID at this point. Or whatever. a multi- like So many of the games. Don't fucking matter. It doesn't fucking matter. Like, once you get to March. At a certain point in the NBA. So when right. you're starting in November. Where November and December. No one cares because of football, right, Andrew? Absolutely. So it's like now the games in March don't matter, and you and had the break in February for the All Star break because the end of the season is always horrible. It's horrible! Like the it's, it's the worst horrible. watching of and any like, sport by far. That's like always the argument too. Is like with the NBA resting well, players. Soccer's not a sport. I just like to throw that out there. It's like I mean, you're a fan, and you're like, oh, there's that one game in LA that I'm going to, or in vacation, there's that one game I get to go to a year, and you're like, oh. 
LeBron sitting because he has to rest today for three months in advance. Now. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, I get it for your strategy and stuff, but it's like, well, we're paying a lot to see you. So why would I want to see not see, LeBron James? That what's, day? what's funny about the NBA and I, I like to call this type of shit out because the NBA more than any other sports league likes to like slap its own ass, like toot its own horn, likes to tell themselves that they're the most popular and shit like that. Besides the random times where it's like a one-off game to what team gets the 10 seed for the play-in tournament. The last week of the NBA, Johnny, like we were just talking about, is pointless. It's fucking awful. There's nothing to it. Think about the last week of the NFL season and the playoff implications. Think about... The last week of the fucking baseball season when there's 162 because how they do their playoffs and where it's limited. Yes. There's nothing about the NBA where there's 82 games and half the league, now more. What, is it 20 of the 30 teams now? Yeah. 20 of the 30 teams make this playoffs. And, yeah. Why do I care? All year long. If you're the Lakers right now, and this is, I should, like, I guess credit, like, we can't really rule LeBron out until like March. He's gonna make the playoffs no matter what. Yeah, and you get a seven like, game series, and nobody wants to play him in a seven game series. And it's just like, what is the point of a regular season? It's just it's bullshit. What do the division like? I mean, in baseball, because it's like NBA divisions mean nothing. Nothing. It they mean tiebreakers. But when it's an eighty-two it's game never season, come down. it, it has to be. You either have to get like abolish divisions, or the divisions has to mean something. Because there's no freaking point. And there's you play no those, freaking point. You, to you any play of those it. teams an extra time than other teams. Andrew, in all they care about, they're whores for money. Yes, they are. They're whores for money. I mean, that's why they still worship China. Yes, they do, dude. They're it's legitimately. I'm just. This is how we're gonna end the podcast because maybe we get canceled after I say this. There is legitimately a camp in China, the NBA knows about and sponsored, where Chinese children are killed Harvest if they're not organs. good enough at basketball. Like it's like a fucking internment camp for children. And if you don't think that's fucked up. I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. And if you don't think what China's doing is fucked up, you're not paying attention. It's scary, folks. I'm not trying to, like, fuck with you. But actually, I am. (laughs) Get your head out of your fucking ass and get it out of the sand and realize what the fuck is going on. Because it's fucking terrifying. I love you all, though. But LeBron, fuck you, LeBron, you stupid piece of shit. Um, Spokesperson. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Don't let anybody tell you you have to say Happy Holidays. You say whatever the fuck you want to say. Andrew, how are you doing? Merry Christmas, Pineapple Couch. Johnny. Merry Christmas. We'll see you fuckers next year. <laughs> <laughs>